This episode of No Blueprint was sponsored by Social Venture Partners, better known as SVP, and their iconic fast pitch event that highlights and propels social innovators in the Puget Sound region. Innovators tackling social challenges are paired with business and community leaders to refine their story and accelerate impact. SVP Fast Pitch will feature 20 innovators across three tracks, startup nonprofit, established nonprofit, and for-profit social enterprise. The program culminates on March 26, 2020 at the 9th Annual SVP Fast Pitch Final Showdown. You won't want to miss it. You're listening to No Blueprint. No Blueprint. No Blueprint. No Blueprint. You are listening to No Blueprint. Hi, I'm Kara Martin, and I'm the director of the Food Innovation Network, which is a program of Global to Local. We are a nonprofit based in South King County. Hi, my name is Adama. I'm part of the group Food Innovation Network, small business catering called Afala Jollof Catering. Nice. First of all, tell me the story behind Food Innovation Network. How did you come up with the idea and what was your journey to Fast Pitch? So this work started, well, really 10 years ago, but I'm just going to start with five years ago okay. when community partners were coming together because in the South King County area, realizing there's a lot of interest in and folks um, such as Adama wanting to start food businesses, um, particularly across the many immigrant and refugee communities but there were really no pathways and a lack of commercial kitchen, just a place to actually cook food. That's really where this idea was born to start a um, food business incubator and helping businesses launch their food businesses through not only providing business support, but actually um, getting them into commercial, commercial kitchen space. So we basically have a lease for a, a small commercial kitchen that businesses are able to rent and we help them get into farmers markets Um, and Adama's um, business has been at Pike Place Market. We have a booth called Taste Around the Globe. How we got to Fast Pitch is we're working on this very exciting project that's actually about to come into real reality in the next couple months and we needed to um, hone in on our messaging around that to make it a reality. Um, So we applied to SVP Fast Pitch and got in. Yeah, that was fall of 2018, and so much has happened since. Wow, wow. Adama, how did you how did you get involved with Food Innovation Network, and what were your initial thoughts? Initially, we were cooking for the community, and the Gambian community, because we're well known for making good food. So when we have events, we do cook. Some do pay, and some, like, we just take the food out there. So we have in me, it's like, you all have all the qualities and you love cooking. So I'll connect you with um, Yambi. She's a Food Innovation Network. Because you heard about Food Innovation mm-hmm. Network. She's a student at um, UW Med. So that's how she heard about Food Innovation Network. And we were able to get in touch with Yambi and got started with the process. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. We are now able to... We never thought of going this far 
especially we get in our permits in the kitchen, which we thought, you know, when you sit like a normal person cooking, you never think about getting those because to you it's too hard to get individually. Like, how am I going to get permits and space to cook and all the stuff? So that's why we never thought about that until the reality came. I just thought it was just like a saying, but it's in practice. Absolutely. Yes. Why Jolof? And tell me, what is it, for the folks that don't know, what is Jolof? Jolof is this tribe in Gambia and Senegal. So if I say Gambia and Senegal, because we have everything of the same, the only difference is the um, language, the official language, French and English, but everything else is the same. Mm-hmm. So we will just... Um, um, Jolof is a tribe called Wolof, W-O-L-L-O-F. In Jolof, it's like people who come from like the, the local name, mm. Wolof. So that's why Jolof is derived from. Okay. Yeah, so which is a Wolof tribe, obviously. T- and tell me about the dish. The dish is yeah. called Jolof rice, mm. obviously derived from Jolof, so this, which means it's originally from Jolof. So that's the rice that we're all known for. Mm. It's called, we call it Benichin locally, mm-hmm. but we call it jollof rice as well. But the actual name is Benichin, but people know it as jollof rice because it's made by us, the jollofs. Okay. So that's how it came about. Nice. And we have two, two versions of it. We have the reddish and the brownish. Okay. It's sweet or without tomatoes. Cool. It's mouth-watering. <laughs> Endorsement. Yes. Can't get enough. Can you speak about the intentionality of the Food Innovation Network um, behind breaking down those barriers for specific populations? So when we first, you know, kind of honed in on, like, there's something here and there's some serious gaps in services, but there's a lot of opportunity and potential rather than just going and starting a program. First, we um, really got out in the community. We have um, part of our program, we have community food advocates. So it's leaders from the many different cultural communities that were going out and talking to people, surveying, having community conversations so we could get a better sense of like what the real needs are and what they, what they wanted to do. Because we could go open a kitchen, but we need to know what goes into that kitchen and what kinds of food businesses people want. Um, And that's what what led to then us starting the program. And the program participants, such as Adama, and now we have 13 businesses, have been really involved in forming that program rather than staff designing it. So we work very closely with the businesses. Um, We have regular meetings where they're helping um, figure out our rules and procedures. They've created their own food safety committee. So they're really working together. Um, They're now doing um, their own presentations at the meetings and training one another because they each have different skill sets that they're particularly strong at and want to share with others. So I think that's what makes it really unique is the really collaborative and community approach to addressing these barriers that as an entrepreneur it can be really isolating and you think you're alone and you think I'm the only one who doesn't understand taxes or this permit application is confusing but when we come together as a group we're realizing this is confusing for everybody regardless of what language you're speaking. Mm-hmm. So I think we've really drawn on the um, the the commonalities of the barriers that they share, but then also skills and talents of, of the group as well. Right, right. And I will add on to that too, yeah. with the coaching that they provide, 
having a one-on-one coach, marketing strategies, pricing. Yes, mm. we don't know what we work for. They let us know because mm. we are not taking into consideration with pricing and cost mm-hmm. and workmanship. We we don't know all about that. Like they help us determine what we need to when it comes to pricing and expenses and giving us that um, chances to get coaches that helps a lot who let us know what to do and also quality control trying to um, abide with public health. So before Food Innovation Network had you had entrepreneurial experience before either formal or informal? Nothing at all. We were just like simple people just cooking for the sake of cooking that's yeah. it we don't calculate price nothing no cost or anything we just cook like we cook oh give me this when somebody charges no it's okay just give me this okay it was like that so, so now it, mm-hmm. so it was like almost a crash course not only for entrepreneurship but but how to run a restaurant how to wow that's a that's a lot how was that experience how was the transition Oh, very exciting and very successful mm. and not just the transition but as they mentioned before when they were like we usually get caterings and they get nothing out of those it comes to the whole group and when the proposal comes in you send in whatever you have and it depends on whoever is making the catering to select out of the businesses and nothing goes to them mm. it's your own wow. Yes, so we have those opportunities where we build a relationship. They, um, yes, and there was one food food tasting event that they recommend everybody to go. And we went to part of Seattle. And fortunately, every other event that the part of Seattle have comes to us. Wow. Yeah, so nice. they make us get recognized. When you mention the word Food Innovation Network, you are somebody in that catering business, in that food business. Yes. Yeah. Fast forward, you find out about Social Venture Partners, um, Fast Pitch. Had that was that the first kind of pitch competition that you had done before? Had you done something beforehand that maybe prepared prepared you for the situation? I had never done anything like that, um, and I had no like I wasn't a, wanting to get into the final group and get on stage. It was purely like I saw it as a real opportunity to help us figure out our messaging around the the campaign that we were about to embark and um, so it was exciting to get to the, that point but really it was about getting that messaging and then being able to to go back and work with all the entrepreneurs that were and our, our staff and our community advocates to be able to take that messaging and then take us to the next step. What do you feel like how overall how was that experience for you and, and kind of walk me through it? Well, I thought it was going to be easier than what it was, (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't think it would require as much time, but I think what, to me, because I'm so close to the work and what we're doing, that it seems really clear and obvious, Um, but then to talk to somebody who doesn't live in this this world, or doesn't even do, like, work within the food industry, it became clear that um, our messaging wasn't clear and we needed to be able to talk to anybody walking down the street um, 
whether they are a potential customer um, for one of the entrepreneurs or whether um, they're a funder or whether they're a, a potential entrepreneur. And so we really needed to get clear on what our messaging was. Nice. And so. I, I, I hear honing in on the story. You were obviously surprised at the, the, the level of detail. Was there anything else that surprised you just in the moment in going through the program? What would you say? I, I think the that it took so long to get to that message because we had to we kept changing it even at the point when the the final group was um, and the finalists were announced um, there was about a month between then um, and there was still so much work to do in that month like what that kind of the semifinal pitch to the final pitch it still evolved in that that amount of time so what are the things you'd say? that you gained from it and from just the the overall fast pitch competition but twofold what are the things that you then um are there, is there anything that you were able to pass on um as you move forward to kind of become mentor to so many other businesses so our pitch was focused on um, so we're going to be opening a food hall um, in a few months in Tequila, um, the Tequila Village Food Hall. So it's going to be the new home to our incubator program. So it'll be commercial kitchen where businesses can come in and cook and maybe they're taking it out for catering or to Pike Place Market. But the other really exciting part about it is it's going to have a dining hall where businesses including Adama's will be selling right there and so anybody can come in and have Jollof any day of the week and I don't think you can go anywhere else and experience that um, there'll be four businesses set up every day in the space um, so at the time we were launching our capital campaign so that was really what it helped us do it helped us launch our messaging and, fig- and launch our capital campaign and we were able to then go to the state within the next couple months and I took that messaging and then we worked with all the businesses and all our community advocates and ma- who made dozens of phone calls nearly i think nearly 100 phone calls to our local state senators and representatives and started just sharing their story and why this is really important because we wanted to get it in the state capital budget and and it got in the budget 400,000 um, and that's what set off our capital campaign and so we're now over two-thirds raised and, and we're in that kind of final stretch but construction is happening um, i'm going to the food hall tomorrow to see the space before the pour the the concrete floor and um so i mean really that's what helped um get us to the that stage of making the capital campaign a real thing wow super powerful yeah yeah well and it was such a team effort we've so we've laughed because the space is opening in july and we've been trying to set our grand opening date and we were joking the staff was joking about how all right, nobody go on vacation during these like three weeks. And there were several people that were like, are you kidding? It's my baby. And then we were laughing, like, this, this space is gonna have like 25 moms. It's, it's just been such um, a shared effort and of everybody coming together. I mean, the entrepreneurs, we did our first fundraiser, which was actually a collaboration with another SVP finalist um, that I met through through the process. Um, and so we partnered together. We both did our f- first fundraising event at, at the Food and Fashion Makers event. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the entrepreneurs came and cooked food and helped 
and we're part of the fundraising for for the event and so it's everybody's taking part in it that's super awesome i see you smiling really big when you hear the story and and i hear a lot i hear a lot of collaboration is what is what i get from it Tell me about like what's what it's like to go through this process with the entire team, the other entrepreneurs, and, and to collaborate with so many different people. Like I said before, when they mentioned that we they're working on trying to get us a food hall, mm-hmm. I was like, how long is that going to take? <laughs> and is it going to be approved? Because that entails a lot. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, they, um, when the sensitization comes and the participation and trying to make everybody's voice or vote counting, like the phone calls and the online votes to make that approval for the budget, that was unbelievable when I read that email that it has been approved and not only been approved but the time frame, like next season we're going to be cooking into our own <laughs> space and just keep going yeah it's just something very exciting that I never thought I would and just because of that I decided to go back to school I'm into banking right now Wow. so yeah. <laughs> yeah that motivated me to go back to school to get those entrepreneurial skills and hopefully expand this trying to get to the next level with the business Wow. I was yeah. going to say, both of y'all just said a lot. You said your food hall is opening in July, and you said you're going back to school. Um, how do y'all have the time <laughs> to do all, and this? And it seems like it's happening really, really quickly. Yeah. It's dedication. It's my sister is out there, so we're just trying to push it. Wow. Yeah. That's Because Food Innovation Network, it, it's giving me a vision of being an entrepreneur. Because mm-hmm. they're putting me into the steps now that I'm getting more and more and getting experience and using that hands-on and gaining the education to be able to move forward to manage my own business. Well, and you're going to be a mentor for the new businesses coming on. We have six new businesses coming into the um, the food hall and, and they are already turning to Adama and the others on guidance, particularly when it's doing things for the first time and it's a little scary and that's mm-hmm. And that's what we've seen is that they, there's a real camaraderie and a feeling of kind of family among the businesses. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Like how you'll be able to move forward if one person withdraws from your own group. They gave us the strength um, to move on. Like you don't feel all alone. Absolutely. Even if it's two person and one is withdrawn still now with only one person, you'll be able to move forward. We have single individuals in the group and they've been very supportive. I've seen the support they offer regardless of the numbers. So that's very encouraging. That's awesome. Speaking of guidance, what guidance would you give innovators who are going through this fast pitch competition for the first time on March 26, 2020 at Town Hall. Oh, and they're in, they're, so they're in the, the final steps. Yeah. Be open to your pitch still evolving in the final weeks, but also get comfortable with it. Um, I feel like I could still recite my pitch um, because I got really comfortable with it. Um, I was going to put you on the spot. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could, but I won't. <laughs> I 
actually, so I did do a follow-up pitch, and I basically just I used the same deck, I used the same pitch, wow. and I just adjusted the you know the month or whatever because there was some more kind of time sensitive. I just adjusted it, and I did it here yeah. at um, at the hub, Impact Hub, for um, some venture capital fast pitch contest that was like six months after the fact. Nice. So huh. it, it was still useful. There it and is. And I, I feel like it's still relevant now. It's just making small tweaks, and I feel like that's what makes it so solid, is yeah. that I, I can continually use it. And then... Others can as well. From... That competition, I guess, to now, you have your space opening in July. What's happening between now and in the space open? I'm sure there's there's a ton of things. Lots of checklists. <laughs> mm-hmm. Checklists of the construction, um, working with all the contractors, the subcontractors, um, working on the menus. All the businesses are fine-tuning their menus and their marketing materials. Um, for opening day or we are you know working on our new kind of operations and how we use that space because we've been using just a tiny space that one business can be in at a time but now we'll be able to have four businesses operating at the same time oh we have a farmer's market that's uh 50 feet over that's opening with a few weeks before the market actually probably will open within a two weeks of each other and so we have our farmer's market so we want to make sure that continues to be solid and you know the other thing is that the word is getting out and so we have more entrepreneurs aspiring entrepreneurs coming to us and so we're really trying to be thoughtful and how we can still connect and build relations with them ships with them even though we're you know a bit ways out before we would be bringing on a new cohort um so uh jambi uh gashuru um dama mentioned she, so she's our on staff she's our outreach specialist and so she's the one who's talking to all these individuals just last year there were 60 people that um had approached us or we had talked had one-on-one conversations with um about the program so wow there's an incredible interest absolutely yeah adana what's next Right now, next, just looking forward to get to that food hall. These people keep following us wherever we go, or like when we do, um, what is it called? I'll call again. For the pop-up. pop-up. For the pop-ups, <laughs> yeah. So where are you going to be next? So we cannot be specific. So at least now, I, that's the word that I'm spreading. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in the food hall in May. So keep following us, and there's going to be a permanent spot where everybody can come. Yeah. So and starting in May, they'll be able to... Uh, you'll be at Pike Place, right? So that's what we're working on as yeah. well. Yeah. Like so, <laughs> so folks can still you can start at Pike Place, Place and Friday, Saturday, Sunday in the late spring, I believe, is when that opens, opens and then yeah. in July is when you can. Yeah, in July on yes. a regular schedule. Schedule, yeah. Rain or shine. Because mm-hmm. people want to know where <laughs> we're going. They want to be wherever yeah. we are. So yeah. that I helps. And the fun thing about the fin is. We have different ethnicities, so mm-hmm. we, and everybody have their own dishes that they make, which is very good. Like it's 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 like it's broad, not just one dish. Everybody have their own dish that they make, so which is very Spreading good. Like, it's yeah. very full of culture, and we are proud to announce that we are the first Gambians in the King County to have that business in here. So that's very awesome. Yeah. That is cool. That's super awesome. How can folks stay in touch? 
They can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Go to our website. We will have our schedule of all, where all the businesses are at farmers markets and Pike Place. We'll be putting out posts around the grand opening um, date, and I think those are the main ways to you know all the social media things that people do. Yes. <laughs> and then how can and then my my follow up is how can folks support the cause. Yeah, you know, we're in the final stretch of the capital campaign, and, and really final stretches are community contributing, and so every dollar counts. Um, so if you go to our website, you can um, um, contribute to the campaign, and that that's what's going to make really Adama and all the other businesses' um, business dreams really come into fruition. Awesome. Well, thank you. It was thank you. Pleasure. If you liked what you heard, be sure to donate so we can keep going. We are on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube, so be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. You have no idea how much it helps. We also want to know what you think. You can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can even use the hashtag NoBlueprint. And if you're really down with the movement, you can join our Patreon account and become a patron where you'll get exclusive content and limited edition merchandise. No Blueprint is powered by Ambassador Stories. We share stories of the people, places, and spaces that bring soul to our communities. No Blueprint is recorded at Ambassador Stories Studios and co-produced with me, Mayawa Aina. Hear more episodes of No Blueprint and get official No Blueprint merchandise at noblueprintpodcast.com. This episode of No Blueprint was sponsored by Social Venture Partners, better known as SVP, and their iconic fast pitch event that highlights and propels social innovators in the Puget Sound region. The program culminates on March 26, 2020 at the 9th annual SVP Fast Pitch Final Showdown. You won't want to miss it.